You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. And today's topic, we will discuss the love factor. Now, I was thinking about uh, doing this topic. I've been going back and forth with it. And of course, the pagan holiday, Valentine's Day, which was earlier this week, the start of the week, uh, prompted me to want to put out the topic. And then I was seeing on Facebook, uh, shout out to Brother Sean, uh, he put out a profound post. And I uh, told him, oh, wow, you know, I was just thinking about doing a show on this. This post sums it up. Uh, pretty well. Okay. So I went back and forth on whether or not to do it. And then I saw other people posting things regarding love. So I decided to, yep, go ahead and put this topic out because there's so much emphasis placed on love and the whole entire universe vibrational perspective has a huge factor on what love should be. But what folks are categorizing as love Is it really love? So let's go over a few things first. So, of course, how we like to get started, uh, we like to go to the root of the particular word using the etymology dictionary. So, love, described as a noun, O English Luffy, feeling of love, romantic sexual attraction, affection, friendliness, the love of God, love as an abstraction or personification from Proto-Germanic or Germanic, uh, Lubo, source of an old high German Lubi, meaning joy. Um, okay, so it just goes to the different, oh, that's interesting, another German interpretation uh, called Lob. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. So basically, the word love, the enunciation of it, really came from German Lob. Uh, but it meant praise. Okay. Uh, and then Dutch called it Leaf. That's interesting. So almost like life. Very, very interesting. Okay. And then and Gothic, they call it leaves with an F, plural, which meant dear beloved. And then um, the German word from pie root or uh, lib- library, I'm just going to say lib, which meant to care, desire, love. And then it also says the weakened sense, liking fondness, was in Old English, meaning a beloved person is from the early 13th century. The sense, no score. Uh, okay, that's tennis. Yeah, we know that. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me see what else we can get out of this. Um, and then they go down to to fall in love is attested from early 15th century. To be in love with someone is from the 15th century. To make love is from the 1570s in the sense pay enormous attention to. Interesting. As a euphemism for having sex. 
it is attested from the 1950s. Love Affair, a particularly experience of love, is from the 1590s. Love Life, one's collection, uh, collective activities, is from the 1990, 1919, 1919, originally a term in uh, psychological jargon. Okay, Love Beads is from the 1968. Love Bug and Imaginary Insects is from the 1883. <laughs> okay, Love Handles, the fat on one side. <laughs> well, damn, <laughs> that comes into play on, in 1967. Okay, uh, so the that that's the noun. Okay, so the verb, the action uh, definition is Old English lufion. Okay, so that okay, that's close to love from a enunciation perspective. <coughs> Excuse me, um, Old English lufion to feel love for, cherish, show love to. Delight in approval. Um, okay, and then a weakened sense of like attested. Uh, that was in the 12th century. And transensitive sense, be in love, have a passionate attachment. That's from 13th century. To love someone up, make out with is from 1921. Uh, to love and leave is from 1885. All right. So I just wanted to give a qu quick glimpse into the etymology of the word love uh, to kind of give you the different origins. All right. So with that start, <clears throat> let's kind of look at from a psychology perspective on what is love. Okay. So this is from psychology today what is love and what isn't once you know what it is you can recognize and pursue it love is a force of nature however much we however much we may want to we cannot command demand or take away love any more than we can command the moon and the stars and the wind and the rain to come and go according to our whims we may have some limited ability to change the weather but, now that's interesting that they even said that. We may have some limited ability to change the weather. Hmm, that's deep on many levels from an esoteric and a weather modification perspective. I'm just saying. Uh, what year was this written? In 2011. But we do so at the risk of upsetting an ecological balance we don't fully understand. Similarly, we can stage a seduction or mount a courtship, but the result is more likely to be infatuation or two illusions dancing together than love, right? And particularly, we're going to get a little deeper into this statement because I think they hit this one right out the park where... <clears throat> What is being categorized as love today, and I'm speaking on romantic love, but we're also going to get into other aspects or categories of love. So meaning from parent to child, child to parent, um, as well as friendship love as well. Uh, but from a romantic standpoint, we can stage a seduction or mount a courtship but the result is more likely to be infatuation or two illusions dancing together than love. Love is bigger than you are. You can invite love, but you cannot dictate how, when, or where love expresses itself. You can choose to surrender to love or not, be in the end. Love strikes like lightning, unpredictable and irrefutable. You can even find yourself loving people you don't like at all. Love does not come with conditions. Mm, this is where we get into the heavy stuff. Love does not come with conditions, stipulations, 
addendas or codes like the sun. Love radiates independently of our fears and desires. Whoa. Just those two sentences alone are really, really heavy hitting. If we think about all of our relationships, so that means cross from um, romantic love involvement all the way down to family members and friendship. How many of those relationships are conditional? How many of those relationships have agendas or stipulations? Love is inherently free. Okay. Reminds me of a um, dance song from the 90s, but I think it's older than that, but we repurposed it, a remix. Uh, It's a song, My Love is Free. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. You cannot make someone love you, nor can you prevent it, not for any amount of money. Love cannot be imprisoned, nor can it be legislated. Love is not a substance, not a commodity, not even a marketable power source. Love has no territory, no borders, no quantable mass, or energy output, okay? Now, I disagree with the energy output because everything has energy, all right? But I get their general point. One can buy sex partners hmm, and even marriage partners. Uh Uh-oh, is that hitting on or stepping on some toes? If folks really, really, you know, really, really analyze their relationships, and specifically, this is the romantic part. You can buy a sex partner and even a marriage partner. Marriage is a matter for the law, for rules and courts and property rights. Going to say that again. That's why those that are legally, and y'all can't see me using the quotation marks, married, that's why you have to get a license because it is a contract. It is a business contract. So marriage is a matter for the law, for rules and courts, and property rights. Okay? Now, of course, we can get into all of that, uh, but let me finish reading these, these couple sentences, and then I'll expound on that a little bit more. In the past, the marriage price or dowry, and in the present, alimony and the prenuptial agreement Make it clear that marriage is all about contracts. So shout out to this article for admitting these points. All right? Marriage from a legal (coughs) perspective, it's all about contract. But as we all know, marriages, whether arranged or not, may have little to do with love. All right? Now, those of you that are familiar, particularly, I'm speaking of the Asian Indian cultures, um, I know from some extent they used to do this in some African nations. I'm not sure if they still do, Uh, but I know for a fact in the Asia Indian cultures, they still do arranged marriages. Okay, so in other words, you got to have your coins together. Your family has to be of a certain status background in order to be matched up 
with a certain partner. Um, that literally still goes on today. Okay. Now. <clears throat> where did that concept come from? Particularly, we know that it came from the European system. All right. Now, I did a podcast on a show called Bridgerton. And that entire particular show, which is on Netflix, which is entertaining. Man, I'm going to give you a warning. You, you're going to feel this soap opera-ish. But women... You're really going to like it. You're really going to like it. You're going to enjoy it. But that whole, the whole premise of that show, it's about family status, marriage, marriages and contracts. Okay. So that, that whole entire deal of marriage being driven by contracts, it is a European notion. And it was for the purpose of keeping the wealth and these empires together. It was all about making sure that there are heirs, proper heirs, to the empire. And making sure that these, these marriages, these legal contract agreements, were being gone into with equal footing. So meaning making sure they're marrying people in the proper class. Okay. Because this whole system about class and, oh shoot, what do you call it over in India? The caste. Over in India, it's called the caste. The caste system, which it's still heavily, heavily used in India today the caste system, okay? But over in Europe's class system, and we all know that the Americas are using the Europeans' cultures and uh, laws, okay? All right, so in other words, love had very little to do with the contract. And that show Bridgington showed that where the young women who wanted to get married, nah, they really wanted love. They wanted both security and love. Okay. And the French, they are known for, okay, this is the arranged marriage, but it's almost like common practice over in France to have a mistress or what we call today the side chick and the side dude because women do it as well. In France, that, that's just a known thing. You do your thing, I do my thing, but this contract, this marriage contract, that stands. So that's why when um, it's time to get a divorce in France, it is a huge deal. It's a big deal. And they fight down to the knife, honey, over those assets. Although I'm not saying that that don't happen <laughs> in the uh, Americas, because that, that happens as well. Folks get really, really nasty when it's coming down to the divorce. But it's really, really the case in France. Um, and hence why the marriage rates, and I haven't checked lately, this was years ago, um, why their divorce rate was low. F folks just stay together because they have that contract and they have, um, you know, years and years and generations worth of assets and all of that jazz that they just don't want to go through the trouble to try to split that stuff up. So, each particular uh, husband and wife, they're happy with having a side pieces. Okay, what they call today side pieces. <laughs> so, sexual stimulation and gratification, rather by the weight of fingers, mouths, objects, 
fantasy play, whips and chains, or just plain intercourse can certainly be bought and sold, not to mention used to sell other things. Whether sex should be for sale is another question entirely, but love itself cannot be sold. Now, interestingly enough, this is true tea. Sexual stimulation and gratification. So they went on to name the, the you know, the, the various ways that can be bought and sold. And, you know, going back to some of these European countries, I know France is one of it, one of them, prostitution, that's not looked down upon in that nation. As a matter of fact, uh, whew, Years ago, uh, I want to say it was in the 90s. Uh, I want to say it was late 90s. When I took a trip over to Paris, they would literally have, like, on late at night, just regular old porn. I didn't know that. You just turn on the TV, you're like, oh, okay, that's how y'all rolling in France. (laughs) We do know in Amsterdam that, Prostitution is legal. We also know here in the States that in Nevada, that prostitution is legal, right? And we all know that the truth of the matter is prostitution is one of the oldest business-making ventures that the madams back up in the day they were getting paid. They were some of the first business women, the madams. Okay? So this article is making a very, very honest point that it, there is a difference between sex and love. Okay? And we're going to get into that a, a little bit more. All right, so one can buy loyalty, companionship, attention, and perhaps even compassion, but love itself cannot be bought. An orgasm can be bought, but love cannot. It comes or not by grace of its own will and its own timing, subject to no human human's planning. Love cannot be turned on as a reward, It cannot be turned off as punishment. Only something else pretending to be love can be used as a lure, as a hook for bait and switch. Imitate, insinuate it. But the real deal can never be delivered if it doesn't spring freely from the heart. So, very powerful sentence. Look at your relationships. And I mean all across the board now. So meaning your romantic relationships, your family relationships, your friendship. Friendships. Honestly analyze them. Are those conditional relationships, love relationships, So meaning I'll love you under these conditions. I'll give you my love as a reward under these conditions or vice versa. Or if you don't do this, then I will quote, quote, withhold my love. That's all across the board from relationship uh, standpoint. This doesn't mean that love allows destruction and abusive behaviors to go unchecked. Love speaks out for justice and protest when harm is being done. Love points out to the consequences of hurting oneself or others. Love allows room for anger, grief, or pain to be expressed and released. But love does not threaten to withhold itself If it doesn't get what it wants. Love does not say directly or indirectly, if you are a bad boy, 
mommy won't love you anymore. Love does not say daddy's little girl doesn't do that. Love does not say if you want to be loved, you must be nice or do what I want or never love anyone else or promise you'll never leave me. Love cares what becomes of you because love knows that we are all interconnected. Love is inherently compassionate and empathetic. Love knows that the other is also oneself. This is the true nature of love, and love itself cannot be manipulated or restrained. Love honors the sovereignty of each soul. Love is its own law. So um, that was a absolutely great article by Psychology Today. It was written in 2011. What is love and what it isn't? Once you know what it is, you can recognize and pursue it. All right. So just to add on a little bit from that article, because I think they did an absolutely wonderful job of summing it up. Let's just kind of talk about some of the things that we are experiencing and seeing today. Okay. We already kind of talked on the romantic love situation. Now, um, interestingly enough, and shout out to uh, Sis Katari, she um, had this on her Facebook page and she wrote a great um, paragraph to go with this particular meme. And the meme goes, can we finally admit as a people that love and basketball was trash? Now, this was based on um, those of you who are not familiar that are speaking on the love and basketball movie. Melanated people, y'all should know what I'm talking about. All right. The two to two uh, boy and girl growing up together in Cali. And it was an on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off relationship. All right. So, um, Sis Katari's post was basically saying, yeah, um, because dude, Omar Epps, that was, uh, Omar Epps character was basically flaky from the start, taking her through all of these types of changes, woo, 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 sending mixed messages, yada, 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 yada. And it made me really think about it. You know what? She's absolutely right. She did a great job with uh, giving her breakdown. And um, I didn't get permission to read her uh, breakdown, so I won't. And now I can't find a post to ask her because <laughs> I'm sure she would let me. So shout out to Sis Katari. She always puts out great information. But I thought about that. And I so happened to like that movie. Now I'm finished to look back at that shit and I'm, I'm salty on it. Because I had to chime in and say, that movie is a prime. It's a prime conditioning tool for women. And specifically melanated women. So in other words, you need to go through a bunch of changes with a man in order for them to finally give you their love. Did you catch that? So you have to go through a bunch of changes, a bunch of uncertainty, a bunch of get your feelings hurt, a bunch of not being put first in order to win his love as a reward. Although the, the the gist of the movie clearly stated, clearly stated that those two individuals loved each other since children. So that movie was put out to condition melanated women that this is what you need to do to get, get a man. 
or get the man that you love. And men, this is what you need to do to get the woman that you love. What a dangerous message that that is sending to both. What a very dangerous message is sending to melanated women to take abuse, mental abuse, because a lot of folks in the melanated community thinks just because you're not getting physically abused, whooped on, mental abuse, it's just overlooked. And a lot of mental abuse and torture and gaslighting is going on in these supposedly supposedly so-called relationships. And the sad part about this particular movie, these two individuals generally loved each other from the start or they liked each other. Now, sis... Katari brought up an excellent point because she said out the gate of this movie, out the gate when they were little children and um, Omar pushed her down and um, I can't remember if a rock was thrown at her. I could be over-exaggerating, but I know she wind up getting a scar over her eye because they had a little rumble because he got pissed at her because she would not do what he wanted her to do. That right then, right then, she should have been done with him. It shouldn't have been no no going back and forth. She should have been done with him. She should have went in the house. Her parents should have asked, how, what happened to your um, eyebrow baby? That conversation should have been had, and the parents should have been going over his parents' house What's up with your son putting his hands on my daughter? That's not acceptable. But what they did show in the movie is that Omar's father was a womanizer. How he was cheating on his mom over and over again, lying, this, that, and the third. He thought he was a good man because he was a great provider. But then he saw how much pain it caused his mom. And he looked at his father in a different light. Although he was still causing his then girlfriend just as much psychological pain. So this movie is really an example. It's not a fucking love story. It's really a blueprint of what not to do and how we are conditioning our children to go into dysfunctional relationships. That you have to go through a lot of crap to, oh, now we're beautiful. Now everything's good. Now I didn't took you through a certain amount of trauma. So you're a good woman. It's all good. How about let's skip the trauma totally. Because isn't life itself traumatic enough having to earn a living on a planet that provides us everything for free? Isn't life traumatic enough being two melanated folks that are looked upon as being less than, although you hold in your DNA the original bloodlines? That's traumatic enough in itself. So why are we conditioning our babies to dysfunction. So this particular movie is looked as 
a high standard goals for relationships. And so now we have devolved. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let, let's talk, melanated people. Let's get into it. Now we have devolved into, I call it struggle love. We fence to go into the categories of struggle love. So you have the one category, I don't have nothing, you don't have nothing. This is from a financial standpoint. We're just going to keep having nothing together. Okay? And in the midst of that, yeah, I got a couple of baby mamas. You may have children from a previous relationship. I'm going to keep dipping and dabbing, but this is acceptable. And I'll just keep doing this until I get tired and then we'll be together. Just total trash. Just total, total trash all around. Just the pure fact of bringing children into the realm with no sense of planning and responsibility to take care of said children and repeating the cycle over and over and over again. Pure trash. And having a a financial dependency on a system that's only doling you out less than survival. That's not acceptable. And to top it off, from the woman's perspective, you don't even have a contract with this person. So meaning, i.e. marriage. You don't even have a legal contract. So therefore, when you finally get fed up, you have to get the courts to go after this person. Oh, wait a minute. That person has other children. So in addition to your other cho- your children and their other children, now you have to split that person's, that man's earning income amongst all of them, and hence you're still in poverty. And then on the man's flip side, you're complaining because of the child support. But hence, you participated in that process. So that's struggle love scenario one. Let's get on to struggle scenario two. Okay? Because some feel this is a step up. Right? So you have the couple, the man and the woman. And the man is an earner, okay? Now, let's say in this particular instance, his earning is of illegalness, all right? He's in the game, okay? And because he's in the game and he makes said illegal monies, you as a woman, you accept the shenanigans that go into his womanizing, right? So meaning having multiple women, uh, being controlling, et cetera, et cetera. But you feel it's a come up because of the said illegal money, okay? Some feel that that's relationship goals, Some feel that's that's relationship goals. Okay, because you've come up out of the hood, but it's still a dysfunctional relationship. And let's not to mention, it's a shaky foundation from a financial perspective because it can be all taken away at the blink of an eye. And come on now, let's be real. 90% of those folks in the game not even smart enough to play the game. Just talked about last week that chess board. They don't know how to play the game of chess. 
So therefore, they get taken out or are the sacrificial lamb every time. So it's temporary. It's quick. So meaning that wealth, illegal wealth, is temporary. It's quick. When you don't know how to play the game and transition accordingly. And hence, so is the relationship. Not just solely based on the finances, but the underlying dysfunctional basis of it all. Okay? Because is that relationship really based on love? Or is it based on control? I'm going to control you with these things. And the women... Hey, this is what you need to do for my said looks, my said quote, quote, body. That seems transactional to me. That don't seem like much of a relationship to me. It seems transactional. And it's hence why the said man in the game can never really have true generational wealth. Because you really don't have a partner to strategize and plan. You're just going through another transaction. Same with the women. It's hence why you can never get beyond having the purses and the shoes and the cars. Because rarely are you even smart enough to get some real estate Get a degree, shit, do something. It's transactional. It's temporary. Okay? Then you have the other category of the media, meaning i.e. melanated entertainers, putting their definition on what love is. And everybody, oh, we have uh, relationship goals. Oh, we want to be a Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, okay. Which part of, uh, you know, Hova and um, Bay do you want to be? Which part? Okay. The Empire part? Okay, I can kind of see that. I can see that. Although we don't know behind the scenes what other agreements they have made to have that said empire. But okay, I'm going to at least give you that. But the romantic side, is that a relationship goal? Is that really a relationship goal? Look at any of these supposed entertainer couples that are quote, quote, hence relationship goals. Are they really? Or are they arranged, transactional? Think about most of those entertainment, entertainers' relationships. Are they really goals? Maybe from a financial standpoint, they may be. But I'm talking about the love factor. Is that really love? Now look at the poster folk of struggle love from an entertainment perspective. Let's look at T.I. and Tiny. Now... Child, I, I ain't trying to go through their ups and downs. We all know. We all know with T.I.'s womanizing, disgusting ways, and Tiny acting the airhead, although Tiny is street. Let's, let's make that clear. Tiny is streets. She come from the streets. Both of them are ATL. They come from the streets. Okay, T.I. comes from a notorious trap house area. Notorious bankhead. 
Tiny was on the south side. Notorious hood. So both of them are truly, truly street. So Tiny is not an airhead. But the choice that she has made in her quote, quote, marriage is the definition of struggle love. Oh, I'm going to keep putting up with the bullshit, the cheating, the cheating, the cheating, the cheating, the breakup, the makeup, the cheating, 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 in between children, 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 children. Oh, now that we have money, oh, you didn't cheat it, you didn't embarrass me, you didn't humiliate me. Oh, you'll throw me a luxury car, a diamond bracelet, blah, 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 blah. We're hugged up, wooda, 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 wooda. Now, where are they at today? Number one, before we go to today, Is that really love? What the fuck is that? Literally, what the fuck is that? Is that a a situation of one side loving the other side more? Okay. Seems like Tiny was getting the short end of the stick on that deal. And the time she wanted to have a little boo thing, supposedly and allegedly, shit, I don't know. I ain't up in their business like that. I don't know. This is all just tea and gossip on the street. T.I. wants to get motherfucking upset and fight people in in malls. So what kind of example and delusion and illusion is that? And not to mention, again, they have children. Many children. Girls and boys. So are they telling me that's the type of love they would want for their child? Children's? Especially the girls. That's the type of mate you would want for your daughters. Just because they're quote, quote, providing. Oh, okay then. Now let's fast forward up to today. Now, all of this dramatization on all of these alleged allegations on their sex life. Where Tiny was a a participant, they admit admit that they're quote, quote, swingers. Let's just put it out there, that they're swingers. And so now look at all that that has brought them. Now, I don't know for sure if Tiny is was really in her heart truly into the swinging and the threesomes. I don't know that. I can't speak on that. But she's truly admitting to participating in them. But the point I'm trying to make is she gives so much. So you mean to tell me, let's break this down. I allow for you to have the threesomes, all of that. But yet you still was getting into side piece relationships, making them public and embarrassing me on a regular basis. So even with me pretty much going along with the program or even if I was enjoying it as well, we kicking it, whatever, whatever, together with other people, you still was stepping outside of the relationship having your side pieces humiliating me to the point where the side pieces felt that they could come at me and embarrass me. What part of love is that? I'm confused. And typically, we can take out the the threesome, the willing participant threesome part. Because I'm assuming that most people don't do that. But some people that do, a lot of the times the women are not in agreement with it. They're doing it to quote, quote, keep said man. Uh, What part of love is that? I, I'm, not, I'm not getting that. It just doesn't make sense to me. But these are the things that are being in from a romantic relationship perspective 
in the melanated community, this is the shit that's going on. All right. Then the last part of the puzzle is just the total, the hobosexual that doesn't want any type of responsibility, but needs a place to stay. So hence seeks out a romantic relationship. What type of examples are we setting? Where's really the true definition of love? Then the other part of this equation is the quote, quote, gold digger. That you have to do this, 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 and that. You have to make this, 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 and that. In order to get me. Okay, so... Sis, if it's all of that, isn't that transactional? Now, make no mistake about it. I'm not saying be dumb by any means. I'm not saying by any means that you're supposed to accept a bum or a hobosexual. But if you're putting your body with a price tag on it, how's that different than being trans, a, a, a transaction. And so yet again, you have entertainment putting out songs like WAP and all of that, and you got to do this to do that so I can buy my red bottoms and the Birkin bag. Really, sis? Just going to say you like to prostitute. Hey, I don't have a problem with that. I would respect it more. I would literally respect it more. Because it, it that is truly being honest. I don't have a problem with strippers or dancers or prostitutes because it's honest. This is a transactional thing. But I have a huge problem with folks masking love, being in a relationship when it's really transactional. And it's not even a good transaction at that. It's a temporary transaction. Women aren't even grooming their daughters to be ladies to have self-worth, self-love, self-value, to not have to reduce themselves to transactions. Because as the article truly says, that one can buy loyalty, companionship, attention, and an orgasm. But you can't buy love. So do we really know what love is? Because all of those situations that I describe, it's transactional. It has a bunch of conditions on it. And this is why monogamy is a problem. This is why marriage is a problem. This is why there's issues with child support, multiple baby mamas, because folks are going into these relationships with a false illusion of what true love really is. And it has to start with the adults. In order for the children to get into healthy relationships, they fucking have to see it. So you're doing them no value, women, of staying in dysfunctional shit. Men, you're doing your daughters no value of being a fucking dog and not taking care of their children because that's what they're going to run out and get. You're doing your sons no value by doing those things 
because they'll follow the same path. And the opposite is if you lead by your checkbook, you're doing your daughter's or son no value. Because that's control. That's not love. That's control. What happened to truly loving someone from the heart? What happened to that? Are we really in love? Or is it really these other things? Same with the parents. Some of you parents are horrible on conditioning love or conditional love. You place conditions on your love for your children. Let's run down the list. You don't do what I say. Oh, I'm not going to be bothered with you. If you don't conduct your life exactly how I want you to conduct your life, I'm done with you. Is that not holding a condition on your love to your child? Hey, we can run, let's run it down. Oh, you ain't in the church no more? Oh, I ain't fucking with you. Oh, you gay? I ain't fucking with you. Oh, you didn't go do X, Y, Z? Oh, I ain't fucking with you. Where's the conditional love? But the flip side of that is... Quote, quote, we call it loving too much when it's really dysfunction and toxic. Oh, you a bum? You abuse women? Oh, that's my baby. He can't do no wrong. You don't take care of your children? Oh, they hoes and they gold diggers. What happened to holding your children accountable when they are wrong? That's not love when you're upholding them in some bullshit. You're supposed to call them out on that said bullshit. That doesn't mean you stop loving them, but you put them on notice. And even some of you parents, if they don't like that particular child's mother, Y'all won't fuck with the child. Come on, let's keep it real. That's all conditional. That is all dysfunctional. Okay? And if the parents are doing it, what do you expect the children to do? Your child to do? What have they been taught? What example did you set? Let's get to friendship. Oh, well, you can't like that person. I can't stand that person. So therefore, if I can't stand that person, you can't stand that person either. Well, I don't have an issue with that person. What's with the conditions? You mean to tell me we're not mature enough that just because your friend don't rock with that person, they have a disagreement with that person personally, that that has to end your said relationship with that person? What kind of conditional fucking friendship is that? Same with family members. Oh, well, I don't fuck with such and so because of such and so. Something individual. Between the two of them. Oh, well, therefore, you don't need to be messing with them. Really? That's the kind of conditional bullshit that we're doing? 
Where's the accountability in both of those situations to call people on their bullshit? The immaturity of it all. The toxicity of it all. So are we really in love? Do we really love one another? Because as this article said, which is just beautiful, love cares what becomes of you. Because love knows that we are all interconnected. Love is inherently compassionate and empathetic. Love knows that the other is also oneself. This is the true nature of love. And love itself cannot be manipulated or restrained. Love honors the sovereignty of each soul. Bingo. That's the missing piece in these so-called love-ed relationships. The sovereignty of each soul. Because you can totally love someone and not be involved with them. And you can totally, when you are in that situation, you wish that person no harm. You only wish the best for them. Just your values may not match up with their values And that's okay, it's all cool, it's all good. No harm, foul. Just like with family members. Nope, I don't agree with your lifestyle, what you did, or how you live your life. That does not stop me from loving you. I respect your sovereignty for your choices. What's missing in these equations is that folks are mistaking love sovereignty for abuse, conditionalism, destructive behavior. That's what folks are mistaking love for. That's not love. So as I talk uh, about this a lot, we are not babies anymore. Even if your soul was young, as we have entered into the age of Aquarius, your soul is supposed to become old. All of the things that I just described on what folks are masking as love, those things are being played out. That that type of behavior is being played out by immature souls. And that energy, that way of life, it's over. The universe has moved on. Those that want to walk in true sovereignty and in every way has moved on and it's not tolerated because we enter and understand that we cannot bring that level of energy into the new age because it doesn't match. We will perish We can't survive on that level of energy. So what you're seeing is a split. You're seeing a split within souls across the universe. Between true sovereignty, and that's including love sovereignty, and conditional sovereignty. Messiahism, 
We're seeing a split on some that's still holding on to the old energy in the old age. Okay? Because the universe has a choice based on the energy. And so do you as a divine soul. So I hope that this helps the family. I hope that we can all evaluate what we are constituting as love. Truly, truly look deep within. And if any of our relationships are not following true love sovereignty, that we correct it. We correct it. Literally, your soul's sovereignty depends on it. Getting this basic concept correct on love sovereignty would really, really strengthen the melanated community. These are the root issues that I speak on when I talk about sweeping around your own doorstep how it has to start with self. Then it has to start with your family. Then you can talk about cleaning up your block. Then you can talk about building nations. So I wish everyone well and peace and love.